0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person.
0: So he takes away their children's fitness Shame. tax credit. At the same time, he forces these same working class families to pay for his taxpayer funded nannies. Yeah, right. Will he put aside the hypocritical yeah. class warfare and tell us the true cost of his tax increases that he would bring in if he got re elected? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mr. Speaker, we see proof that the Conservatives simply don't understand that low-income families don't benefit from tax breaks because they don't pay
3: taxes.
0: Pardon, Monsieur Trudeau? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau? We see proof that the Conservatives simply don't understand that low-income families don't benefit from tax breaks because they don't pay taxes. All right, well, hold on. If you earn around uh, $12,000, if your income, if your annual income is around 12 grand, dollars uh, you are going to be paying some income tax. And then, regardless of what it is you manage to purchase with that little remaining money, you will pay taxes on that as well. It's called tax. But I guess, I, mean, I don't know how, I, I really don't know how, a Prime Minister can make a statement like that. Joining me on the program are two former Liberal members of Parliament. I want to ask them a couple of things. That's one of them. Dan McTagg, 18 years, a Liberal MP, now the Chief Petroleum Analyst at GasBuddy.com. Mr. McTagg, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm fine, Roy. Good to hear from you.
0: Yeah, well, good to have you on the program. And back with us, one of our beauties. We're going to get the beauties and the beast reunited periodically. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MP, and she was the seatmate during question period to... Monsieur Trudeau, how are you, Michelle?
3: I'm just fine, right?
0: Just dandy. <laughs> yes. So now, had you been sitting beside our Prime Minister when he issued that particular gem, what do you think your reaction might have been?
3: Well, we had a desk, and my jaw would have dropped. <laughs> you know, and I, I, because one of our, um, uh, associates in the party referred to this as a bozo eruption. <laughs> when the, when Trudeau goes off script and isn't scripted.
0: Yeah, I guess the question I have, Dan, is there, an, is there any other member of parliament uh, present or not on that day who would have made that statement?
2: No, because most of them have uh, uh, an inclination to think before they open their mouth. Um, I mean, I, I would be rather fortunate that I wasn't there. I'd probably be looking to dive so that the, I couldn't be caught in the camera shot with the, uh, with the Prime Minister as he made that uh, remark. And I know Michelle would, uh, would be uh, doing the same thing, maybe lift up a quick uh, copy of what we used to call quorum and make sure that uh, no one could see you. But, uh, oh boy, um, it's not the first time. Not the last time, but uh, obviously the PM uh, has a little bit more to think about than uh, uh, the plight of low-income people. He's also uh, got himself caught in something about people who do very well uh, by the Canadian government, certainly when it comes to higher incomes.
0: And I want to ask you about that uh, shortly, but it it is disturbing, uh, particularly at a time... When we are talking about a national carbon tax, and we have the government, the prime minister, and the environment minister repeatedly on social media and in parliament talking about how you're going to get more money back when you uh, after you pay the carbon tax. The rebate's going to be more than you put in. So you, you, your assumption is that the, you would understand the fundamentals of taxation, period. You would just understand that to say that low-income Canadians don't pay tax is just totally nonsensical, and it is yeah. disturbing – the, yeah. That a prime minister would say that, and you know, when you talk about uh, uh, recoils or trying to make sure that you're not in the in the frame, I've looked at the photograph several times now, when Trudeau made that statement, and and Bill Morneau, actually physically is pulling back in his seat. <laughs> well, I'm kind of not surprised. surprised. <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the photograph, you'll see that the the, the look on Morneau's face is one of incredulity, and he looks like he's physically pulling back, like he's leaning back, like, let, let me out of here.
2: Yeah, well, you better be careful to get demoted. Um, the uh, the reality is that uh, that kind of discussion and, and canned lines and running off script and, uh, you know, really uh, not, not rehearsing his lines well, I think uh, leads to a number of concerns. You mentioned carbon tax. Obviously, I'm deeply concerned that the uh, argument that 80% of people families will get more money than they actually pay. Uh, either suggests to me that if you're in the 20% that uses say more than 27 liters a week of gasoline you're in big trouble uh, and uh, so you better turn the thermostat down to, I don't know, what fuel system 40 degrees down to 12 Celsius um, yeah. and you better not eat much in the way of groceries and you better certainly not have uh, any form of transportation that is run by you know diesel uh, because frankly the price uh, of these things is going to go through the roof
3: and and how does he define low income? We've had these discussions, Roy. What's the middle class? What's his definition of low income? When you're him,
0: I I don't know. Have you, have you, Did you ever have discussions like that in uh, in Mr. Trudeau's presence?
3: No, he didn't have the time or inclination.
2: I don't think he would know what it meant. Um, and that's not to yeah. take away from him. I, I just don't think he understands what uh, ordinary families have to go through to struggle. Um, and there can be empathy, yeah. but the reality is that uh, it's easy to forget, it's easy to dismiss, it's yeah. easy to make the kind of flippant yeah. remark that he made this week, uh, because it, uh, it, it it does injury to those who are trying to struggle to to make, it, to, to make ends meet, and uh, the tax burden in this country isn't exactly always favorable to them. And quite and quite often, it's very detrimental.
0: Dan, I'm yeah. glad you made that statement because I had a conversation with uh, someone I know quite well uh, about this particular comment by the Prime Minister that low-income Canadians don't pay taxes. And I said I was going to be talking about it on the air, and it was getting in, in, attention earlier in the week. And this person I know said... Are you sure you're just not you're not doing this just because you don't like Trudeau and I said no this is significant this is a prime minister who makes a statement as that particular statement and that shows a real disconnect from the people who are most vulnerable in our society and we heard just a few weeks ago From Ipsos polling, and I spoke with president of Ipsos, Darrell Bricker, about this, that 46% of Canadians told Ipsos they believe they're $200 or less away from bankruptcy. So this is not an issue that – it's not a throwaway statement. It's not something that you just uh, ignore or you don't say, well, he wasn't thinking at the time because you could say that pretty much any time he gets up to speak. and I, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be unnecessarily critical, and that's just the way I feel about it. But that's cool. a, that was an important statement to come from the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh,
2: yeah, I think it shows he's out of touch. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about concerns uh, that we share uh, about his other problems. Um, my my, con, my my overall picture on this is that I think without you know being properly guided, without having you know, be briefed through the yin-yang. Uh, this is a prime minister uh, who is anything but prime ministerial, and it certainly is uh, uh, walks a very different line than I think most people do. And it's, uh, it's, it's very scary to see somebody who doesn't have the common touch and uh, doesn't even know how to properly walk with kings. Uh, and when you look at the damage they've done on a foreign uh, desk uh, with respect to India, to China, United States. I see this morning that uh, China has a better deal when it comes to uh, steel than uh, than Canada. I mean, these are uh, uh, these are very, very uh, you know, worrisome trends, uh, and I think Canadians are going to wake up and finally decide mm-hmm. for themselves if they want a leader that uh, uh, appears to be out of touch with reality and certainly out of touch with uh, you know the way Canadians think. I'm going to take many.
0: a. I'm going I'm to take a break in yeah. a moment, then I want to ask you about the PMO. And and I haven't you you we haven't discussed this. I haven't sent you an email about this. You you weren't even really aware I was going to ask you this question because I didn't let you know. But I'm going to ask you uh, when we come back about whether or not the PMO injects itself uh, into the daily life and the daily practice of government. But Michelle, I will never forget you telling us on the air during one of our Beauties and the Beast segment that when you when you sat with Mr. Trudeau when when it came time for a vote when you were in opposition. He would often come in with a stack of papers. He would ask you what the vote was going to be on, and the papers were about what again?
3: Him, where he was he was featured in local papers.
0: So he brought in a stack of stories about him.
3: Yeah, with pictures.
0: What a surprise. Like, I
3: didn't know what he looked like.
0: Okay we'll take a break we'll come back and i want to ask these two former liberal members of parliament and, uh, and and ask them and dan was was around for liberal and conservative administrations does the pmo if not routinely then certainly make its presence felt in perhaps engineering no pun intended engineering the daily
1: activities of canada's parliamentarians
0: Back with Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament, Dan McTagg, former Liberal member of Parliament, and uh, so so on this issue of the PMO. And I'll start start with you, Dan, because you were um, you were in Parliament for Liberal administrations, Crutcher, uh, Martin, and then Stephen Harper. So you've seen and heard it all. Uh, is sh- Does the PMO become involved, and I'll use the term again, in engineering parliamentary, daily parliamentary activity, if not regularly, then predictably?
2: Uh, Infinitely. (laughs) I mean, they do it all. There is no real room now for members of parliament. And, you know, Roy, I do speak to a a lot of my former colleagues who are still there, and many of them uh, have recognized, I think, uh, in the past several years that there has been a devolution of, uh, of, uh, of abilities for members of parliament to speak out freely, to, uh, to pass judgment on, on legislation, uh, to uh, offer private members bills rather than you know motions and ideas. Uh, all that has changed and I think it's changed it's, it's diminished our democracy. but here's one of the things that I and Michelle and I would uh, would certainly find odd. We had caucus meetings in which you were behind closed doors and nobody has access to it. And yes, some people like to leak information from there, but from my several conversations with existing members of parliament, uh, it's all one sided. It's fawning the prime minister, it's always pulling the line. Uh, it's not like when we were there, where, yeah, we had those that would do that. And there were times when the prime minister was quite right. Uh, I think uh, here of Jean Chrétien and their act, think of Paul Martin and the finances. But, uh, you know, there were other times where it got really outright ugly. And, uh, it was a Donnybrook, and at the end of the day, we, we came out at, you know, united, but we were a big tent. That's not tolerated anymore, and that's why I think you will find this Prime Minister uh, any major controversy uh, and any hit to his particular brand uh, and the whole system, the whole deck of cards will come crashing down. That's unfortunate, but that's what happens when you put uh, all your eggs in one basket and you don't allow members of Parliament to speak freely, to act freely, and to be true liberals. And that is to say represent the coast and the uh, diversity of ideas across this country.
0: Michelle, what are your thoughts?
3: Oh, I couldn't agree more with Dan. Uh, It was bad enough being in opposition and getting shut down, but now I, I really think that the Prime Minister thinks he's above it all, and the PMO, just by his actions, by what we've read about his trips, um, and he, he really is being led around by by the boys in short pants.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's the term for the for the folks in the uh, in the PMO who aren't quite mature enough to be doing what the, what they're supposed to be doing. You know, I, he chose the wrong person to. If if they did try to bully. Um, the former Attorney General, yeah. they, chose the, they chose the wrong person uh, in Jody uh, Wilson-Raybould because she's not the kind of person you're going to push around. No. Um, wh- where's this going, Dan? Where's the situation? Where's this case going, do you think?
2: Well, I think right now this situation has gone from bad to worse. Uh, there could potentially be, uh, you know, this is really an uh, obstruction of justice. It is uh, uh, really a uh, you know, something that, uh, that potentially leads to uh, charges under the criminal code. Somebody uh, uh, authorized, somebody pressured, someone discussed uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the Minister of Justice the idea. And it's likely within the Prime Minister's office. I think they're actually almost admitting that, but saying there's no wrong here. I think it'll be up to, uh, to others to make those decisions. But if your uh, Prime Minister's office given to that kind of interference in our judicial system, it's pretty hard to be calling other countries, nations that don't uh, abide by the rule of law. Or perhaps put another way, could you imagine if the justice minister was told that uh, there's certain people out there, the usual suspects, that maybe she should go around, or he now, the new attorney general, justice minister, should go round exactly. up enemies that uh, the liberals don't, don't don't agree with? I mean, there's a very serious line that has been crossed here. Uh, this, in my view, is far worse than the. Uh, uh, the scandal that we saw back uh, ten, twelve years ago mm-hmm. uh, over uh, his sponsorship. Yeah, uh, at, the mo- at, the
0: moment, at the moment, at the moment,
2: directly the Prime at office. the moment, and at the
0: moment, at that. the moment, it's allegations. But Michelle, if if Mr. Trudeau wants to really clear everything up, then what he needs to do is say to the former attorney general, "You're free to speak."
3: Well, yeah, but I don't believe that will happen. No, I this... really don't.
0: So we will continue, and this is going to get – then if that doesn't happen, then the questions will continue. And you know the opposition parties are going to push this as hard as they possibly can for their own interests and for – I hope – for the interests and the well-being of of Canada because fundamentally our justice system has to be free of interference, political interference. Otherwise, we're no better than than, than a dictatorship.
2: Or the perception oh, of it. exactly. The perception of it, yeah, good point. Okay.
0: Mr. McTague, Ms. Simpson, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. Great to
2: be here.
3: Thank good you here. for the invitation.
0: Well, well, we'll repeat this. We'll repeat this. Michelle Simpson, Dan McTague. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend.